All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort. Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about Hormone Harmony. In fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth, the brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier, and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted Hormone Harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. But here's my favorite part. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. <laughs> the real benefit here, the real win, feeling like yourself again. That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BRAVADO at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now. This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike. Join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care, self-love, health and wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and much more. And trust. 
If we don't have the answers, we'll call on our expert homegirls who do. Our goal is to create a safe space for growth, inspiration, laughter, and love, free of judgment, in hopes that after you listen, you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before. It's homegirl vibes here. Real, raw, and a little funny. A lot of fucking funny. So thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, y'all. Hey, girls. We just decided we would open up. Oh, my up. girls. Get your, your hair fixed and your nails done. Okay. What's up, y'all? Hey, girls. Welcome back. Welcome back, my babies. Well. How's your weekend? My weekend is um, going good. Okay. Pretty no good. Tea. No tea this weekend, but you know, I'm going to appreciate the weekends with no tea. Yeah. Because they prepare me for the weekends with tea. It's been a lot. Every weekend can't be a turn up. We can't. It's um, just impossible. I've impossible. been taking the time to fully get back to 100%. Okay. 100% 999 but you deserve Did. 100. Yeah, so yeah, how was your weekend? TD. TD. I mean, same, you know. Yeah, it was a weekend. It was a weekend. Time away from my white man gig, so I'm thankful. Right. So that's that. So new week, new tea. Where we kiki with you and you kiki with we. we. So um, although my weekend was turned down, I must say that I was a little envious yes. of Issa's annual yacht party. Every time there, Issa has an event, I just feel like I should be on the guest list. Yeah, I should same. be an attendee. Issa's vibe is my vibe. We could turn black up with people Issa. having a good black time. Yeah, I love that unapologetically. The unapologetic. They were really cutting up. Issa, when Amanda Seals was recording Issa and it said thought, thought, thought. I'm like, <laughs> love the fact that she's working a nigga. You know what working is. If y'all know, you know what dancing is. She was breaking is. them down. Working she a nigga. Dancing. Yeah, when she's yeah. working him, coupled with Hennessy bottle in hand, I'm like, give it to him, Issa. Yeah, she Work gave him, girl. Him. That was fun to watch. Um, and Tracy Ellis Ross was Tracy there. Tracy Ellis Ross. I mean, it was all all the actors and actresses. Tiffany Haddish. We're just having a good black Keith time. Powers. Nathan. I need to figure out his real name. Nathan. I think his name is uh, someone with a K. Kendrick. Kendrick. Um, but he's no Nathan Lamar. on Insecure. New Bay. They just looked like they had a good black time. They didn't care. They were living their best lives on the yacht. So... Love to see that showcased. Yes. Money didn't change them. <laughs> Love it. Amanda said that's their community within the Hollywood community. Because if you've been around Hollywood people, you know how it is. Yeah. You go to these events, you stand around, sticks in the mud, can't really break out and live your best life. But so, Issa's brought it around. She's pulled all the people together. Within the community, they're doing what they want to do. Who I cares? love it. We'll be there next year. So Yeah. Stay, Stay tuned, tuned to our stories <laughs> next year. It's going to be cracking. Stay tuned. Um, what else? Prayers for all of our girlfriends who are affected by the hurricane. Yes. Hurricane season, honey. We in the know Carolinas. we have a lot of dirty, dirty bays. Yes, the Carolinas and in Florida. So We're praying for you all. Um, hope your internet's working so you can still tune into the podcast. <laughs> Brittany, we're hoping no, that you really, find safety and refuge. Okay. We hope that you're okay. Cause from the hurricane. That's the reason why I'm just going to stay on in California. Because I know I would be like, okay, this is it, y'all. Every hurricane season. Hurricane. But, but you, you can, can call me Slurricane. Yes. Yeah, so 
So prayer, seriously, we're praying for you guys. We are. Hopefully you come out on the other side. Keep your head up. Keep your head up. Um, so Black Girl Bravado merch. Yeah. Our girlfriends' orders are going out every week. Thank you to the girlfriends who's already ordered their homegirl vibe shirts, their balanced bay hats. Mm. We have more coming. Oh, one of our girlfriends slid in our DMs asking about our plus size. Oh, yeah. We're going to work on it. Getting some T-shirts out for our, our our thicky thick girls. Yes. We want everybody to be dipped. Yeah. Um, homegirl vibes is, is inclusive. Yes. We're so inclusive here. You'll get it sooner than later. Yeah. You'll have it sooner than later. Um. But for the shirts that are available, you girls, we're waiting on you to make your purchases. We appreciate everyone, like Germany said, who's already made a purchase. We're loving seeing you all in your photos. I mm -hmm. mean, the way you guys are styling these tees, just what we envisioned. Yeah. <laughs> You're executing it. Okay? So where that, can they that find just, the shirts? That's further proven. There's no basic beat. We have some little put-together mommies. Because yes. you guys are just taking these shirts and flipping them, <laughs> girl. So You get the shirt and flip, flip it. it, and you tumble get it. <laughs> So, yeah, we're feeling it. If you have any merchandise from us, slap it on, put on your beat, whatever you need to be you, be cute, and send us a photo. Tag us. That's it. Where can they get the shirts? They can get the shirts at um, shop.theblackgirlbravado.com. All right. Okay. Um, before we keep going, get in, girls. We're going on a guilt trip. Okay. So, so buckle, buckle up. Seatbelt. Buckle your seatbelt. We're going on a guilt trip. Okay. This is the time in the episode where we ask for you to make sure that you rate you review and you're subscribed to this podcast now honey you know how the support and the payment works here you're either buying merchandise or you're submitting and there's a two ways there's, there's two yeah, okay so if you don't have a shirt or a hat then you a, better a review, have a review be, better be posted submitted okay submitted, signed respectfully yes that's that's what we want so yeah if this podcast brings value to your life if you've gained something from it make sure that you um subscribe rate review tell a homegirl to tell a homegirl post it on your stories just let us know that what we're doing is value added and yes. um that we should keep doing it yep. otherwise we'll hang these mics up yeah Right? We will. We will. We 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 need it. We need your proof. Yeah. <laughs> we, need, we need you. And also, your ratings and your reviews helps get us um, more girl helps more girlfriends find this podcast. Okay, it helps us get a higher rating, get up in the rankings. We want to be on the map. Okay. Why and the way we get on the, on map the map is by your help. Yes. So. And actually, let us. We're know. gonna try something new this week. We're gonna try something new this week. This week we're going to read. Every week, okay, so we're going to start a new thing. I don't know what we're going to call it yet. A shout out, I don't know. We're going to do a shout out. We're going to randomly select a rate, a review from our ratings and reviews, and we're going to read it on air. So today we're reading one from XMNKAX. She titled hers, Put Together Bitch. Come on. It's so refreshing and inspiring seeing young black women being entrepreneurs and creating a platform for themselves and enjoy, sorry, and <laughs> everyone else to enjoy. From life advice to current events, this podcast serves its listeners by keeping us balanced and up to date. Keep up the great work. You've got a listener for life. On my way to becoming a put together bitch. Yay. Okay. Thank you, XMNKAX. <laughs> The, you guys don't understand. Every time we read these reviews, our little hearts really flutter, okay? And you're going to hear about it on this podcast. So go ahead over there, send your review. Maybe we'll read yours online, on air. Make period. it happen, Captain, period. Right. Okay, so. 
So last week. Last week, um, we had a really good conversation about being unapologetically black. We did. Right? And and mainly embracing your blackness in the white world. So in episode 64, we discussed what happens when you decide to be unapologetically black. We provided tips and suggestions on ways to embrace your beautiful black ass self in a white ass, cracker ass world. Jesus Christ. Right? Sorry, just saying. So you guys were feeling it. Um, Facebook group was going up this week. It was. Other girlfriends outside of ourselves were providing tips and explaining how they kind of cope and embrace being black and what that means to them. So, you know, if that's wearing your natural hair in the workplace, if that means not giving a fuck what people say and do, we were we were we were dived in and tapped in. So make sure you join the Facebook group, the Black Girl Bravado Podcast Homegirl Hangout to continue our conversations that happen here on the podcast and also to engage with other like-minded women. Seeing that group grow has really... um Yeah, I love the community that's being built in that group. Like, Yes. Our, girls have a range to go to figure out trap karaoke, trap art, finding events in their cities. Yes. There's it's a just a beautiful thing. Being in there, so, um, you know, we're just... Over. Just a sidebar. We're really at a unique time in, um, I guess in this era, especially being women of color, millennials, where this sense of community is more important for us, like more now than ever. Yeah. It's so important. So that's really all we want to do. That Facebook group is an extension of the community that we hope you feel here with us. Um, but we can't do it all. So reach out and touch another sister in that group. <laughs> right. Please. It's there waiting for you to join. So this week, we have a special guest, speaking of community, mm-hmm. um, that goes by the name of Aisha Fanes. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about female archetypes, right? Mm-hmm. We did. And we spoke about taking the quiz, the test, the assessment on over at Women Love Power so you can figure out where your archetype is. We did that. We put it out. We let it go. Right. <laughs> left it to the universe. We left it to the universe. Left it there. We received an email from Aisha saying that she's the creator of Women Love Power. Right. And she's a woman of color. Like, wow. We never would have thought that she would reach out to us. We didn't even know who the creator was, let alone that she was a woman of color. So, of course, we had to bring her on the show. We found out that she's knowledgeable on so much. Yeah. Pertaining to women. She's a real good girl. She is. She has so many gems, so much knowledge. Uh, She's a Yale graduate, so that should already tell you. Baby girl's working with a lot. Yeah. A lot in her tools. She has an arsenal of words. She has an arsenal. She's together. So talk about put together. (laughs) Aisha's together, and she's assisting with getting us together. Yes. In this episode, we talk about all things from clarification and going in more depth with the female seductive archetypes we talked about soft power feminine power how to handle this millennial dating yes really just step into ourselves and really live our best lives like for real for real mm-hmm. we're not playing out here so we're not you guys are going to be in for a real treat with this episode we hope you enjoy it let us know what you think follow aisha follow us follow us yeah <laughs> you should already be following us but if you're new here hi yeah if hi you're new here you came from aisha We hope you enjoy what you hear. And um, we have so many more episodes. So let's just jump right in. Hey, ladies. Welcome back. Hey, ladies. So today we have a special guest here with us. 
Girls, you're going to be in for a real treat, okay? A treat. Because the guest that we have today, she's super knowledgeable on so many topics. Um, and this is a topic that we need to gather our lives together, okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. So, so tell today, them who we have. Today we have the beautiful and smart, super freaking smart, um, Aisha K. Faines. Hey, Aisha. Hello, hello. I love that introduction about gathering your life. <laughs> yes, girl. So <laughs> let me give our listeners a brief intro into Aisha and then we'll let her let you guys know who she really is. So Aisha, the founder of WomenLovePower.com, is a writer, a media personality, and a brave new voice for feminine power and social change, right? Her pro- provocative insights on gender and sexual politics have been the subjects of viral videos and national media attention, having a devoted a decade of study towards analyzing the unique ways women acquire and yield power. She is a leading expert on soft power, feminine consciousness, and sexual politics. Aisha is also a graduate of Yale University and a former television journalist. Welcome, Aisha. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. And I love what you ladies are doing. Let me just start off by saying that. And also with just calling it Black Girl Bravado. Like, I talk about feminine bravado a lot um, Mm -hmm. in my blog and just in my, you know, um, everyday conversation and just the idea that like the fact that we can do what we want to do unapologetically is so rare sometimes yes yeah, so we're glad you, know, you are here girlfriend even serena williams like apologize that's bravado and i love it yes, <laughs> yes. bring it back around <laughs> i love that yes so, um, aisha tell so, our girlfriends who you are give us yes, your journey so, aisha thanks uh, i am a creative I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I'm a bit of a stage. So my journey, I guess, starts, you know, after college in TV. I, I thought that I wanted to be a TV reporter. Um, and I loved, I, lo- I always loved communication. I always loved speaking in front of audiences. And I always loved telling stories. So I thought it would be neat to do that every day. And so I kind of landed like a dream gig out of college and was not very happy. (laughs) And that was like mind blowing. So I was like, oh, this is what I thought I was going to dedicate the next 20 years of my life towards doing and climbing this ladder. Um, And this is not it. And I knew at that age it wasn't it. Um, But I also knew that there was a value in just being in a newsroom, learning production, learning communication, learning what people care about, learning how to tell compelling stories. Um, So I did that for a few years. And then in my mid 20s, I was like, all right, I got to figure out, figure this out. And there were a couple of things that I thought I might want to do that, you know, weren't it. But in the meantime, I basically worked freelance on air and in print and I hustled. Mm-hmm. I did projects for people, like whatever, like while I was figuring out my life, I was basically just straight, like, you know, hustling. I, you know, I had jobs and gigs here and there, but it was like, that was my period of straight hustling. Right. Getting <laughs> nose to the ground. Um, <laughs> So finally, um, I think it was after this, um, it was a really big position um, that was with like Fox and there wasn't even an opening. I just happened to meet the executive producer and he was like, I love you. I'm creating a position for you. Mm -hmm. And 
that was all amazing. And it was like, you know what, I guess I'll go back to TV. I'll be in, you know, the number one market. I'll be close to my family. This should be great. Um, even though I didn't love what I was doing, I was like, okay, maybe this is it. Long story short, I did it for a little while. And they were like, we're going to give you a trial period. And it was like, okay, that's new and interesting. And he was like, yeah, the executives, like the Fox execs, they're not sure. Da, da, da. Long story short, um, they created a position for me and then ultimately gave it to someone else who had absolutely no experience. Oh, wow. No. Okay. <laughs> and then he looked nothing like me. Wow. He looked nothing like me. So read into that. Right. He, um, <laughs> He's the and so, so at that time, I'm really grateful that that experience happened because it was very, it was traumatic. But at the same time, it forced me to really say, "What are you willing to fight for, Aisha? If you want, if you want to be in news, you got to be all the way in news, and you're gonna have to fight for it right. because this is the stuff that happens. If you don't want this, you need to decide what you do want because whatever you do, you're gonna have to fight for it. So it better be something that you love okay. and you're willing to fight for. Um, especially as a black woman. I mean, I can say that was I feel like your audience, you know, they get that, you know, as a black woman, whatever we want, unfortunately, there's gonna be a little bit of um <laughs> challenge. That right, comes for along sure. With. The extra fight. So <laughs> I realized at that point that I wanted to have some autonomy over my career and that in TV you know, if I was just another talking head, if I was just another reporter, then there would be there will always be some person in a boardroom who knew nothing about me who would be willing and able to basically take food out of my mouth when they decided they wanted something different. I would never have any power. Mm -hmm. And that was the first realization that I need to ha build a platform for myself so that no matter what happens, if I get a show today and it's gone tomorrow, I have some control over who I am, over my brand, over my audience, over my ability to make money for myself. And so that was the first line of thought. And the second line of thought was realizing that I had spent all this time. Um, my my One of my greatest passions and hobbies was really just mining the lives of incredible women. And I always, all my books, everything just had to do with that, just biographies, just psychology that was really fascinated by power. I've always been fascinated by the study of power. I've always been fascinated with chess, like, et cetera, et cetera. And looking around and realizing that we had all of these treatises on power that were written for men. We had all these things on mastery that were written for men, written about generals, written about politicians, written about great directors. We had even this emerging... Um, this emerging uh, niche online of the PUA, uh, the pickup artistry uh, websites, which are very sexist if you ever look, take a look at any of them, and how men were now getting armed with information to like charm women, you know, out of their pants and not really give much else. Yeah, you're preaching. And I'm like, what do women have? Right. It's like if you look at a if you look at um, a, a relationship book that's written for a man, it's teaching him how to get sex with minimum investment. If you look at a relationship that's book that's written for a woman, you're looking at how to be perfect and how to make yourself whole for a broken man. Come like, on, come on, really Aisha. Okay, come on. For <laughs> women. I was like, where is our power treaties? And right. I realized, like, oh, well, you spent all this time really learning about soft power and learning about what these women are doing and what it makes them captivating and why it is that they're able to lead these incredible lives that defy gravity. Why not create a platform 
to bring that into, you know, existence and to bring that into being. And that's honestly how um, Women Love Power started. Um, wow. and, um, <laughs> and, I, and I sat on it for like a while. I sat on it for like over a year, just really thinking and figuring out what I wanted to be and what I wanted to do and how I wanted to touch lives. Um, but then when I got rolling, you know, I really got rolling. So, um, now I'm fortunate that I'm able to have this platform, but also use the same skills that I use in TV reporting to, you know, speak to audiences and, you know, I'm working on getting that show. So it's coming girl. <laughs> it's coming because yes. I mean, you have a plethora of information that site, that women, women love power site girls. <laughs> She's just so smart. You're so smart. And there's, like you said, there are so many platforms for men. And honestly, your site is one of the first sites that I've seen dive into the information that way to make it to the advantage of women. Because like you said, the think like a man, act like a woman type books will have yes. us thinking, okay, I have to get it together for this man. Right. I, I, yes. I have to make sure I'm Maybe perfect I'm for him. You. Um, you know, it's me, it's yeah. me, it's not them. I have to bring myself up to the level of these men, but your yeah. site says, no, make them come up and get it from you. Yes. Make them, I love that. Make them come to you. We don't have to stoop down or we don't have to bend. We don't have to break. We have yep. the power. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Girls, I hope you have your seatbelts on because. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Because Aisha's ready, okay? She's ready for a read. Speaking of a read. So, um, as you guys know, all of our listeners, we did an episode on the female seductive um, archetypes, right? And we had this whole conversation, and Brittany and I were, like, referencing the site. And, of course, we're basic. You feel me? Like, we, we, we read it. We're like, this is interesting. We think the girls will like this. Okay, so then Aisha comes back, honey. And she's like, baby, I am from Women Love Power. This is my site. And she she reads us in a sweet way, in yes. an educated way, right? So we want you, um, because I think what we did, what Brittany and I did, is interpret it the same way any person on the outside would interpret it. You have a, such a vast um, knowledge and grasp yes. on this topic that we kind of want you to explain it because even when we spoke about it and we kind of use seductive seduction and sexual synonymously, there's, mm. there's information there, even that the regular, mm. regular gal, Jane Doe, yes. you know, yes. <laughs> she's yes, not yes, even, yes. she's not even really looking at the nuance between, you know, that there is some very distinctive differences there between sexual and seductive. So mm. if you can explain, um, the female sexual archetypes and kind of just right. uh, see I said sexual again seductive yeah it's almost like like it's unconscious we it's crazy. and we like let me get this sexy yeah, right. the, the puss yeah. popping okay so Aisha you roll it out to our girls and explain it sure. a little more in detail so I'm gonna do two things first off, I actually want to talk about seduction versus sexual uh, uh seductiveness and sensuality for example versus sexuality because I Come think on, it's sis. actually a lot there and interestingly enough the ver the first um, title of my site in 2015 when at first it was a real soft you know um, uh, it wasn't really much there but it was a little something it was called the seductive woman mm. and it was because I was going to be looking at these women who we regarded as seductive you know captivating creatures and that they had their way with men but they also had their way with life um, the and Beyonce be Sasha Fierce Yes, yes. Yeah. And I changed it to Women Love Power for a couple of reasons. One, because I realized what I was doing was so much b even bigger than that. Mm -hmm. um, but two, because 
whenever I posted anything on Facebook, and granted, if you've been on my site, nothing is tawdry at all. I mean, we get, we talk about it. Like, it's, not, I don't, it's not a tawdry site at all, but right. Facebook wouldn't let me post. Oh. Because they assumed that the seductive woman had to be some sort of porn site. The and I said, what is this? And I realized, like, in France, for example, like, the word seduction is really synonymous with charm and with mm. pleasure. Like, basically, just to charm someone right. so I can have seductive conversation. Ooh. You know, charming conversation. You know, it's a way of life. It's a way of sort of providing pleasure um not necessarily sex not actually not sexual pleasure but pleasure just through the senses pleasure through charm through conversation pleasure through dressing well and, and creating visual pleasure for people who see you okay. um, so wow. that's kind of the idea of seduction right it literally does mean to lead astray but it does so by engaging the senses and so seduction is this very feminine realm because sexuality is really linked to sex. Mm-hmm. And sex begins and ends with the erection, right? If you're having sex, when do you start? <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> much. That's a main component. Over, yeah, necessary. When it's done. Yeah, right. dick is so, hard. Dick isn't hard. What's up? Yes. So sexuality is really dealing with sex and dealing with really kind of like the phallus and kind of like it's, a, it's actually a masculine mm-hmm way of perceiving sex and sensuality is more so the feminine realm and it's really everything but sex it's you know the art of captivation it's engaging the senses it is pleasure for the sake of pleasure and wow so, you should you just <laughs> break it down but, but our society is a very sexual society right so a lot of People, particularly in Western society, have a hard time wrapping their hand, uh, heads around the concept of seduction because our society is not a seductive society. It's a very straight, I want it now, mm-hmm. I'm very direct, very overt, very little, you know, it's not a very nuanced, seductive society. Everything is very direct. Even our, you know, hookup culture, which we're going to get into later, is mm-hmm. really centered around sex not seduction so um the reason i call it the seductive archetype archetypes is because it's what makes women captivating and um to get into how it came about um and for those of you who haven't been i mean you guys explained this and you explained it well like you know there's a court there's a quiz it's really an assessment i I hate to say quiz because the people think buzzfeed quiz and it's a lot it is like a hundred and like 40 questions it's just take one in 15 minutes to take because you're supposed to just answer like not you're not supposed to think about it supposed to just boom whatever comes to your mind Mm -hmm. but you know it is like it's it takes about 15 20 minutes to do but it, it took like a year and a half to design. So it's wow. really like, a course, yeah, it's really more like a psychological assessment. So I know a lot of people are like, oh my God, it's long. Like, it's like, it's, girl, it's not BuzzFeed. It's really like more like a Myers-Briggs. Yes. You that's know? the vibe I got. Because I'm like, ooh, child, wait, 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 what? Yes, yes. So it's more like that. And it's, um, and it's based on sort of the seven kind of, archetypes that dominate our western society and archetypes are sort of um symbols and stories and sort of structures that exist in the collective imagination so they're things we identify with without really consciously having to seek understanding because they're so deeply embedded in Mm. our culture in our stories in our narratives um in our characters and even in ourselves and it's really based on the work a lot of the work of like joseph campbell and carl young and we can use these archetypes to help us 
better understand ourselves because if we look at mythology, which is the origin of these archetypes, really mythological characters, mythology was always our way of making sense of human nature. Mm-hmm. We made sense of human nature by telling stories. Mm-hmm. And then telling those stories, it helped us understand the kind of characters and personality types that we were dealing with amongst ourselves. And that's why over millennia, you know, no matter where you are, whether you're in Africa or South America or India or Europe, all these stories are the same because they're speaking to the human condition. So we can use these archetypes to understand these very basic ideas about who we are, how we function, who we aspire to be, um, and the stories that are going to be playing out in our lives, really almost beyond our control. So it's really powerful to get into the archetypes. And when a lot of women kind of discover them and I'm like, oh, snap, how did she get my life? Like, <laughs> Right. That's the response we've gotten. Yeah, that's definitely the response we've gotten. Girlfriends have taken yeah. the test and they're like, okay, I get it. I get it yes. now. This test is bringing, making me understand things more because, woo. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing new under the sun. Like, your life is not new. Who you're attracted to, not new. Like, Aphrodite um, was, uh, was her favorite lover was Aries. Aries was the god of, like, you know, he represented kind of, like, strength and might and competition. Like, he's kind of that, like, you know, fine, athletic. So how often do you see the cheerleader with the jock? Right. How often do you see the football player with the supermodel? Like we right. see, or you know, these women who are very like Aphrodite, like very like, you know, sexy and in touch with their sensuality, they often go for certain types of men. One of those men are those kind of like um, strong, robust, adventurous, athletic types. That's a pairing that existed in mythology and exists all around us. So, um, nonetheless, nothing new on the side. So, how this art, how this business of seductive archetypes came to be, um, I didn't create archetypes, obviously, but I created the seductive archetypes, mm. and it came about because my friend and I um, we will be having these conversations about fierce women. And we also simultaneously were having conversations about feminine archetypes. Mm. And we were just going back and forth on our text message thread, text messages, just randomly having conversations about Nina Simone, about Erica Badu, like, ah, oh, she's fierce, Eartha Kitt, ah, oh, she's fierce, can you believe she did this? <laughs> <laughs> so it was just a random conversation. And so I started being like, what archetype do you think, you know, what feminine archetype do you think, you know, so and so is? What do you think Erica Badu is? What do you think so? And so we started breaking down the feminine archetypes, the, the seven feminine archetypes that you get when you say and we noticed um that we even if a person was like largely like mother or largely like um huntress or something like that they all had that lover archetype there mm. so either that lover art and so i started really teasing that out and like really going through like women and exploring their biographies and just looking like and trying to figure out what are their archetypes and if I had to order them, how would I order them? And consistently I arrived that that lover would be like either dominant and then 
this, they had, they'd have like a secondary archetype. So for example, a Jacqueline Kennedy would be like a dominant lover, but then a secondary sage. Right. So it meant that she was attractive and feminine and into art and into literature and culture. But at the same time, like she schemed to get John F. Kennedy, which right. is what people don't realize. Okay. Like, give, so us some tea, <laughs> give us some tea on the sophisticated, because that's what Brittany and I yes, were. That's a, so the sophisticated is kind of like that quiet schemer. Like ooh, she, ooh, you shouldn't have said a schemer. <laughs> right. Germany's eyes lit up. <laughs> so I love putting it that way, but like the the sage is the strategist. So I don't know if you ever watched Ugly Betty. Nah. Um, Vanessa Williams' character in Ugly Betty, she was really like this sage character, and she was very like she was always scheming. Like she was always always Shit. scheming. Like give me dirt on so and so. She wanted to get information on them so she could figure out how to deal with her enemies. She was right. always scheming, but. That actually is kind of that sage energy. The sage arms herself with information. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that sounds that's how about she right. Gets through the world, she she gets through the world through wisdom, through understanding the situation, and trying to take the pragmatic, logical approach. So when we say that that's masculine to be logical, no, <laughs> that's right. just an aspect of the feminine. Another aspect of the feminine. Um, and then the lover kind of is all about creative energy. The lover's inner, the lover. Uh, archetype really embodies sort of that creative life force that is responsible for procreation. So the lover energy is, you know, a woman that's comfortable in her body. She kind of goes with the flow. Mm. She's comfortable in her sexuality. She's and she has an urge to create and procreate because it's the same. That energy that creates a work of art is the same energy that creates an orgasm. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's all the same. And so the lover sort of archetype embodies that energy. So nonetheless, the sophisticate would be a combination of both that kind of sensual energy that gravitates towards beauty and harmony and pleasure and creativity and that cool thinking, probing, wise energy. And when you put it together, you get this very kind of refined elegance, right? Because if elegance is restrained, then you kind of have this lover energy, but it's bridled by this kind of sense of pragmatism and the sort of coolness. And so if you look at sophisticates, they are hot and cold. They, you, you notice them, they're magnetic, they're, you know, very stylish, very chic, mm-hmm. but there's something cool and detached about them too. Yeah, not giving you the and quality. That yeah. duality <laughs> is actually what's quite fascinating about them and kind of what um, makes them rather fascinating. That's how they captivate. That's what you got us. You captivate. got us. That's us. So, like us. Nonetheless, the 13 archetypes basically came about because I said, I realized that these women that kind of we can call seductive and captivating, they have an ample supply of this love or energy. And if it's dominant, it looks different based on their secondary energy. So a woman with dominant lover energy and secondary sage or secondary mother or secondary huntress is going to play out differently. That's the difference between a Sophia Loren and an Erica Badu and a Jacqueline Kennedy. Mm. Wow. Um, and then I realized that there were women who weren't dominant lovers. Maybe they were dominant um, huntress like a Serena Williams, but that lover was still there. Mm-hmm. And so they still captivate it, but still in a unique way. And so I realized that if I distilled all these ways that the lover energy interacted with the other archetypes, I could help women understand how they uniquely captivate. 
Ooh, you got it, girl. You are. <laughs> she's smart, y'all. This is why. This is what we're talking about. Who else y'all know? Right. Is going out here, having these conversations with their friends, putting together these different type of archetypes that we would not have. I mean, never. Come on. We wouldn't have known. So for that, we thank you. We're thankful. We thank you for taking the time. It's so crazy how popular it has become. And now I'm actually developing like a follow-up course and everything because the demand is there. But I didn't realize how much people would be into it. But the thing is, everything we're told is like, this is how to be sexy. Like Cosmo was like, 10 ways to flirt, 10 ways, you know, this is, and it's like, but when you look at the women who really you know, were bad, were fierce. Mm-hmm. You know, a Diana Ross and Erica Badu, both seductive, but both plays out so differently. A right. Nia Long plays out so differently. Yes. Um, it, it, basically, sex appeal, whip appeal looks different on different women. It does. And I want women to embrace that because there's so many women that will email me and be like, how can I change my archetype? I'm like, if you ask me this question, you missed the whole point. You missed <laughs> right, right. You, you got to own, you own your archetype. That's seriously that's own the, it. the Mary J. Blige take take you as you are, girl. Take yes. you. own it. That's the thing. So many people trying to change who they are. If you just unleash who you are, first of all, the people you'll attract will be for you. Come on, okay. unleash the person you're pretending to be. So let's talk and about that. Let, yes. Let's talk about attracting who Come you on. are sure. because our girls, they have come and they've expressed to us that. There's trouble. There's trouble with dating. We know this. We know that dating has been a challenge, I mean, I guess forever. People Mm -hmm. are like, that's why the books like how to keep a man man exists because it's like, there's a problem here. You need to do something to fix it. So we want to know like how knowing our, let's say our female seductive archetype and also owning our power can help us with dating because- we were looking on your site and you really uh-huh. you really dive into this topic. You speak about the women's right to choose versus just uh-huh. settling. We want you to help our listeners understand how they can really just take a hold of the dating. Take it. Take control. <laughs> regain our power. Reclaim our time. We, yeah. need, <laughs> we need you. They need you. Uh, where do I start? Ooh, where do I start? Um, okay. So the first thing would be to really understand what power is mm-hmm. yes. because right. like i'm sure you guys watch power the actual show Kermity, like, yes. <laughs> uh, okay now now we gonna get on a power thing because we can dive into angela and ghost's relationship <laughs> honey because we've been whole other conversation girl <laughs> but, angela my baby she <laughs> go ahead go know. ahead aisha she I'm might not you... be dead though that's all i have to say no she but, ain't um, dead she ain't dead girl I don't think she did. I think mm-hmm. it was straight. It missed her heart. Yeah, she's going to be in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to wake her up in season, season six. So, so, but when we think about power, right? So you think about the show power. You think about power wheel stealing, uh, steering. You think about power suit. It is this very masculine word. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's very unfair because power is a survival skill. Power is just the ability to get your needs and desires met. So... When a baby comes out of the womb, they are, in effect, powerless, right? They are completely at the mercy of other people to feed and clothe them. If they, if that doesn't happen, they will die very quickly. Yeah. And that's why when babies come out of the womb, what's the first thing they do? They cry. Mm-hmm. The first thing baby learns is, if I cry, somebody's going to come to my aid. Yes. 
because you come out of the womb seeking ways to get your needs and de- desires met. Crying is our first form of agency. Okay. Oof. I'm, and I'm waiting on it's this so water, natural right? and so important that if a baby cries and does not have a caretaker that comes and meets their physical and emotional needs, that baby will literally be scarred for life. Mm-hmm literally will have psychological issues for life it will actually rewire that baby's brain so i say that to say that power is a survival skill power is natural and power is neutral okay it does not have a gender it's not this masculine thing is can you get what you want that's the first rule y'all can that's the you. first rule <laughs> it's neutral everybody has the opportunity to gain some power have yes. power yes tap into and power our society, the way we teach women about how to be women is basically duping them into surrendering their power Ooh. because we are always teaching women that like basically your your greatest asset is youth and beauty, two things in which are fleeting yes, and yes, yes, determined, yes. culturally determined by men. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so the the entire and I guess on another conversation, but the entire concept, our entire concept of beauty is totally warped. Oh yeah. We tell women that they def- that they should define themselves based on their relationships. So you are somebody's daughter, you are somebody's lover, you are somebody's wife, you are somebody's mother. That's Ooh, who you are. Child. And if you are not those things, who are you? You're Aisha, They're going to be upset with you because you're. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're gonna love her at the same time because we're taking off the the, the rose colored lenses. We're taking the veil off. Open up your <laughs> eyes, girls. She done said it. Right. She's putting yes, the veil we back. We teach women to be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this nice whole thing wife. about nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's one thing to be polite. I do believe it's beneficial and great actually to be polite, and I'm all about manners and etiquette. But nice is putting other people's needs ahead of your own. Say it oh, again. I don't want to. Oh, I don't want to do that because I don't be. I don't want them to think I'm not nice. And we teach women to be passive and to be nice, and we tell them that's femininity. That's how to you. That's how you should be soft and feminine. Yes. We should have let you. You know what? We should have put you in the <laughs> beginning of the flawless intro. And took baby girl out and sl- slapped Aisha on that. Okay? We got to put a call in to Beyonce for your next album. Let Aisha give the intro because. Please. Girl. We're, we're advocating for Aisha because. Honey. Okay, Aisha, keep the yes, party going. Okay, I need Finish the up. universe to hear that. Beyonce, girl. our fans, and her Beehive, activate. Yes. It's actually been, you know, I really hate Beyonce because Beyonce embodies a lot of what I talk about. Girl. Um, so, okay, so that's the first thing. Women understanding that power is agency, power is the ability to get what you want. And sometimes that means speaking up and just taking actions. And a lot of times that just means knowing what you want. Mm-hmm. And so as that relates to dating, a lot of women surrender their power because they literally never stop to, number one, ask themselves what they want. And then they, they don't take action to get that. Man. And so a lot of women just are out here trying to get chose. Ooh. Aisha, I'm putting my mic down. Approach. I'm throwing my mic down. <laughs> I got to throw my mic down. You know, and that's because you've been taught you're nothing until somebody loves you. You're nothing unless a man loves you. And if he doesn't love you, well, at least he's liking you enough to call you every once in a while and to come around and have sex with you. So take that. That's better than nothing. Yeah. And so you have women who are making these decisions out of fear versus out of power. Yes. Mm. yes. And a lot of the issues that women encounter in dating comes from that fear-based decisions versus powerful decisions. Yes, Aisha. Girl, you <laughs> are a preacher, preach, preacher. 
on this. Yes. We're getting. Uh, I'm, I'm sweating. It is Sunday. It Girl. is. Sunday. Come on. I don't know when this is going to air, but it's just a Sunday. <sighs> girl, it'll be up in a couple of days, ladies. Get ready. Get ready, girls. Ooh. So that's the first thing. Um, and, I, you know, you probably uh, did. I know you went through and did a little, you know, did some looking. And one of the uh, big videos I had um, was about. Um, is it the options, legs open? Having options. Huh? Open, options, options open. Yes. Legs having open. options. Let, let's talk and about that. You said no. Let me let you finish. You, you're on the track. You're yeah. On the track. Yes. So the two things I would say about that is, the short version is this: for women, if what you want, and this doesn't have to be what you want, because I'm all about women just getting what you want. I don't care what you want. I don't care what that want is. Just get it right. Mm -hmm. Come but on. But if what you want is marriage and a baby. Okay. Or babies, well, particularly the babies. Right. You don't have time to waste. You don't. You just don't mm -mm. have that. But there is a limit. There, it is a finite thing. Okay. Cut off. Yeah, we can go. We can go to about forty. Now, my sister just had a baby at thirty-nine. Ooh, but okay, bless her. But you, at the end of the day, you don't have time to waste. If that's what you legitimately want, and you got to be honest with yourself, men have a lot of time to waste men technically speaking can have babies in their 50s and 60s and they do yeah if that's the best option for them not necessarily but they can mm -hmm. it still works right and the interesting thing is women who have the least time to waste have the time most wasted and men who have the most time to waste are the ones who do not waste their time mm. Mm -hmm. when a man decides he is done with you he is done yep yep he may come back for dip, dash, die every, <laughs> like, you know, every blue moon. But when he decides he's done, he's actually done. But men are selfish when it comes to affairs of the heart. Mm -hmm. And they, this, on um, Braxton Family Values, the mother was like, they lay it low. <laughs> She's thinking about some guy. And she was God. like, he laid it low and spread it wide or something. Dead. <laughs> okay, dead and done. But, but men do that. They cast their nets very wide. They do. And, and we be we over here with these little oh, nets. Boom. With this tunnel vision, focusing on this one dude who's not focusing on you. And in your imagination, he is the perfect man. But in reality, he's playing you. <laughs> and it's like, we don't have time to waste. You don't have, you know. So I, I'm a favor of waste his time. Because he has it. Waste, waste his time. Okay. That's the second rule, okay. ladies. Waste more. his time. Wow. Have options. It doesn't mean you're sleeping with everybody. Of course, you're not. You, you probably shouldn't be. Right. But you know, do you? You probably shouldn't be. But you should be casting your nets wide. You should be dating multiple men. You are not in a relationship until you are in a committed relationship and determine how long you plan to be in that committed relationship and where is that relationship going. Like, get what you want. Don't be afraid to say what you want because if a man is feeling you, he that's not going to scare him. Okay. Say. Okay. Hello? If you gotta hide what you want to keep him, he's not for you. Not he's for not you. first place. Yeah. You're wasting your time. So that's what that's the that's the, honestly the big thing. The second thing goes a little bit deeper. And um I tell this story about um Eve um and like just who are mitochondrial Eve. So like if you chase DNA back like to like you know, who is supposedly like basically the first human female, mm -hmm. we would call that mitochondrial Eve, mm -hmm. who would have existed in this um, portion of Africa 
near present day, like Tanzania and Uganda, like near Lake Victoria. Okay, so we'll make a really long story short. Um, Homo erectus is kind of what, in, in, according to this theory, would have preceded human beings, basically Homo sapiens. And Homo erectus, they, they had heat. So they had estrus, meaning that when a woman was in heat, she pretty much had sex without abandon, you know, because she was kind of a slave to the way she was hardwired. She was basically like dogs in heat, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so men were walking around getting sex. Women were walking around giving it up. And if they didn't want it, then they, you know, they weren't in heat. Nobody bothered them. They lived their best life. And that's kind of the way it worked. And everybody kind of got their needs met, except the head of these babies was growing to accommodate the evolving brain mm. and we were walking upright so everybody's having sex hunky dory but when it was time to get pregnant women were dying Ooh. they couldn't get the babies out and the babies were dying okay. so literally it was like a catastrophic problem and so natural selection came along and eve would have had menstruation, not estrus. Mm. So when you have menstruation, you can have sex anytime. Yeah, right. you, your choice. Or you cannot have sex anytime. Right. Sex, you cannot have sex. You can choose when, with whom, and if you're going to have sex. And women put together, they would have connected. Mm, when I do this nine months later, this happens. Right, <laughs> right. We're having children. <laughs> And so over time, they would have said, all right, I'm going to have to put some terms on this. So the men didn't evolve. The women really evolved um, anatomically. The men had to evolve behaviorally to accommodate because now in order to get sex, they couldn't rely on just heat. They actually had to bring things. Yes. Right. When the woman when the woman was ready. Right. Yes. Bring you me something. some meat. Some iron rich meat because these women are bleeding once a month. Yes. You needed to have, you know, some protection from the wilderness. And I needed a guarantee that you're going to be here to help me. You know, a a woman that was paired up was going to have a better shot at um, having, you know, a child and being able to fend for that child. And so, you know, came sort of this meat for sex arrangement. But the idea is men always wanted sex. And the only thing that changed is women had to start putting terms on that sex and nothing has changed. Right. So when you first meet a man, he may be intrigued by you. He might be fascinated by you. But his first thought before he really has gotten to know you and develop any emotional attachment is, mm, I wonder what that's like. Right. Mm, right. That part. With, that's what with that thing talking about. Yeah. So, if you, so, so it's when up we talk to about us. the negotiation of dating, it's a question of what are the terms of sex? Mm. Here we go. This is the ladies, pens, paper. We're negotiating. Yes. yes. Because hookup culture. Yes. yes Bring it around. Bring it women. around. Come on. It frees women to have sex with and with and with whenever. That, and that's a great thing. It's actually a really beautiful thing. But at the same time, it cheapens and devalues sex. Yes. So it makes it easier for men to get sex on their terms, which is with minimal investment in time, energy, and resources. So, so the situationship. Which is, so hmm? I, the situationship. Yeah, Brittany said the situationship. The situationship. I mean, we romanticize a lot of what. See, it's one thing if you really enjoy sex with somebody and it's really, that's all it, and that's what you want and you generally only want this man for sex. And if that's it, that's called being a sex agent, mm. right? Because you're exercising your agency in having sex. But if you're having sex 
on his terms, when he reaches out, when he calls you, when he feels like it, you're a sex object and you're playing yourself. Yeah. So, so Aisha, would you say that there are any real pros or cons to dating or to, to this hookup culture? Like, well, I think the pro is that it does give women agency mm -hmm. and we should be able to do what the hell we want with our bodies. Right. And yeah. if you look at patriarchy, the entire purpose of patriarchy is to take back that original power. When women had gained the power to choose when and when, when and if and with whom they had sex, that was a scary ass power. Right. Patriarchy is designed to basically control the woman's sexual destiny in every way possible. Mm. And one of the ways we do it is with hookup culture by convincing women, even now that we finally liberated them to do what the hell they want. Right. Now we got to backtrack by convincing them that their sex isn't that important anyway. You should give it up for nothing. The whole phase. Issa. <laughs> so, and Issa so it's like, what phase. are the terms of your sex? What if you just want sex, go get sex. Right. But if you want a relationship, don't give him. You come, Nobody comes to negotiation and says, what do you want? Oh, I want um, $500,000. Okay, and walks away. And you never said what the hell you wanted. Right. That's what's happening in dating. Yes. You go to that negotiation, and he's like, I want sex. Okay. And you never even said what the hell you wanted. There was never a negotiation. There was never a conversation. <laughs> it's just like, well, I'm just taking whatever he giving. Boom. And he got it. So what's the incentive to stay? Right. Woo. So we're working on becoming sex. If, if sex is your thing, sexual agent. Make sure you're being a sexual agent, not just yes. a sexual object where you're taking whatever you can get. If you like it. It's you on your terms. It is on your terms. And here's the terms. thing. I say, even with women who I just, like, they just want sex. So they're like, I just need to get laid. Right. Well, if you really find some sex that you really like and it's good, it's the right size, it fits, he's great, he smells good, his apartment is clean, like, yes. all of that. Check, 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 check. You might want to keep going back to that. So why risk having it be completely on his terms? Because then you'll find some good sex that you actually like, even if there's no strings attached, but you still don't have any say in when you get it. Okay. <laughs> right. It's just whenever he wants to toss it out. Yes. Wow. That's whack. Like That's, that's <laughs> whack. It's like it needs to be that's on the That's not how this works. We have a negotiation. You know what the terms are. Kind of like Molly and yes. Dro. Molly's trying. Yes. Molly's trying to be a sexual agent. <laughs> But yeah, it's not working. It's it's not, not working. working. It's not working. And she tried to say like, hey, we're just fucking just so you know, yeah. we're not doing the small talk. We're not doing this. And she is being an agent. But it's kind of like, is that really what she wants? No, because she Molly wants more. She wants, she does. She wants to be more. She wants more than sex from Dro. She does. It's yes. evident. She, she wants likes a relationship. Dro. She likes Dro. She wants to be able to go to the dates and all of this. But she can't because he's married. He's married. Yeah. So she needs to find the sex that Dro gives from someone else because she's not going to get it. what she can get that's it. from Dro. That's the only solution. That yeah. is legitimately the only solution. I hope she comes around and, and sees that. Yeah. Hey, Molly, you got to so wake too, up. You got to wake up. Probably won't. She probably won't. Probably, probably take her sabotaging herself about a good 10 times. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So with this, so the solution for dating Mm -hmm. Just to wrap it back around, bring it all together is one, you have to know what you want. That's mm -hmm. the first step, yes. right? Because when we come yes. to the negotiation, we need to know, okay, this is what I want. Um, mm -hmm. I want to be taken out on dates. I like gifts. Um, we my need to be in communication. Is, my ultimate goal is marriage. marriage. Yes. Like, what is your goal? So that yeah. 
you have some power and here. You have some power. And you don't have to put it all on the table on the first date. Like, you okay. can, you know, chill and go with the flow. But at the same time, if you haven't put it on the table, then you're your sex your legs shouldn't be on the table you know what i mean like got it <laughs> you know what i mean like you gotta say what do i want and what does he want mm. recognize that those things are also going to potentially change so when you show up on a date you know what you want but you don't even know if this is the man that can provide it man you he might be a terrible person terrible <laughs> you don't know like you're really just getting to know him anyway but recognize that what he wants is going to evolve and what you want is going to evolve. But in any negotiation, first of all, the person most willing to walk away has the most power. But second of all, it's a tit for tat. So in the beginning, he, the thing he most wants is sex. And you've got to figure out what are the terms of sex for you. Okay. And if sex comes up, you can't hesitate to say, this is what it's going to be for me. And if you're not getting that, you leave. Because that's a new negotiation. Like, kind of got to take the feeling out of it. And it's not just about sex. As you, as a relationship progresses, it's going to be more. As he becomes emotionally attached, mm-hmm. then he's going to want more. He's going to want more of you. He's going to want more time. Eventually, he's going to want loyalty. He's going to want to know nobody else is, getting that. is dealing with. And so all of those things have terms. Okay. Oh, you want my loyalty? I want your loyalty. We're discussing it every step of the way, basically. Discussions yeah. are being had. We're not walking in blindly. Yes. Like, what well, he should know right now. But you can also do it by action. Okay. Because, <laughs> honestly, if he hasn't delivered on what you want, then you haven't delivered on what he wants. And if he asks, then you answer. <laughs> right. You know what I see? What is it going to take? On your, uh, on your site, I was looking, you know, doing our little research, girl. And yeah. um, I came across this quote that you kind of, uh, it was in the blog post and in the video, but that Uh women will give up their power for promises and pillow talk. I think that's another thing that we have to focus on with millennial dating. I know we kind of joked about um, Angela in power with ghost, but Angela was a very powerful woman. Like, Outside of um, who she is in the 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 as the character Angela, mm-hmm. her job she has a lot of power. You know, even over yes. ghosts, she has a lot of power that she's exerted. And throughout the episode and the shows, as the shows kind of goes on and we see the plot thicken, she mm-hmm. slowly relinquishes her power to mm. ghosts. You know, and it's and it's through yes. him giving her promises. Okay, well we will get together, Angie. You know, it will work out. I promise mm-hmm. that it will come around. You know, that we'll end up together. And I think that's a big thing for us to recognize as millennial women dating that we can't give up our power and relinquish what we have for these promises that people say they're giving us. That's a word and such a powerful observation. And the the truth is, and I hate to be so jaded because I actually love men. I'm not one of those like burn your bras. I hate men. (laughs) I think men can be wonderful when they're operating in their highest self. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. You know, and they can show their ass in in, in the other, you know what I mean? But yeah. So when men are really being men and the best of, I love, uh, I love myself a man. So, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that, but I will say this. Most men will say or do just about any damn thing to get sex. Yeah. And when you come to terms with that, when you get, because so much, so many women put men on such a pedestal, like God is a man and these men are demigods Mm. out here. Okay. They put them on such a pedestal that they're in denial that a man can look them in the eye over candlelight and say, <laughs> I see a future with you. Yeah. 
but he hasn't really demonstrated in any way how he's seeing the future. He's just saying it and you just open all up. Right. Once you realize like it is action, do not listen. When men say nice stuff to me, I just smile and bat my eyelashes. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Right. It's the action. Action. What are you doing? What are you doing? It is the action wholeheartedly. Even marriage to me is like, for men, it's like, they love you. They don't want anybody else to have you. And if what it takes is walking your behind down the aisle, that's what they'll do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a lot, if you let men get what they want by just stringing you along with promises, and a lot of men know this about women. They know that a lot of women are insecure about beauty, are insecure about being a certain age, or insecure about being single because they live in the same society that we do. So they see the messages that we're getting. Yeah. So they know how to manipulate women. They know that it's not that they don't have to really be expert manipulators. It's not that difficult for most women. For most women, they just need to be told they're pretty or that they never met anybody else like them before. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, the basics. The I'm, basics. I'm ashamed to have fallen for that shit. <laughs> like, wait a minute. No, but now, we all have. We but, all nowadays, have. but nowadays, you know what? I, I got to see something tangible. I got to see some action, yes. some change, because I don't want to hear you talk. I, yes. I really don't care. So what what can our what can we do? Like what are some if you have any some tips or some suggestions? So like how can we tap into this power? Like what are some steps that we can take to reclaim mm-hmm. our time? Okay, I love it. So I mean, a lot of it is just what we talked about: treating dating like a negotiation and recognizing that the first term is what are the terms of sex? What does it take to get sex with you? And you ask yourself, you know, so you have to know what you're looking for. But at the same time, if you know what he's looking for and just go on ahead and assume that at first it's sex, ask yourself, what are my terms? Okay. What does do I need in order for me to sleep with this man? Okay. And then progress in there. So that's the first thing, looking at dating like a negotiation versus this fairy tale. This man is going to come rescue me and make my life perfect. The second thing is for a lot of women like. I talk a lot about this in Five Laws of Feminine Power. Yes. Uh, into, like talking about like hidden addictions and kind of really being able to read people and see kind of what their motivations are and see where their weaknesses are. And it sounds like real schemey, but honestly, like it's 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 our power. It's a soft power, and it's like incredibly important. But a lot of women, like, and a lot of people in general, have sort of like these inner wounds if you will Mm -hmm. and rather than heal them themselves they're really kind of looking for men who offer the promise of healing those wounds Mm -hmm. so for a woman who thinks her life is boring she's going to look for a man that's exciting for a woman that feels unaccomplished and unfulfilled she may seek that in a successful man like you're basically looking for completion and as long as that's the case you're going to be wide open and vulnerable for people to just come and seize you and take advantage of you. And it's gonna and it's gonna be really hard for you to love from a place of communion versus from a place of just fear and neediness. Yeah. So you move differently. You move very differently based on where that intention is coming from. So when I say like live your best life is honestly the best thing that you can do um to to win at dating. I'm saying that because I'm saying you have to ask yourself, when I fall in love and get this happily ever, ever after, ever after, after, how will I feel? Will I feel beautiful? Will I feel successful? Will I feel accomplished? Whatever those feelings are, you need to feel those things before yes. you fall in love. Aisha. 
Yay. <laughs> we constantly say we're living our best lives and we really don't be. We're, we're living our best lives. Best lives. Yes, I'm living my best life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so. So, we, that's we, my. And also, I say for women, like, you know, and this goes back to the idea of feminine power. And another thing, I just keep pitching five laws of feminine power, but it's in there. It. No, no, I talk pitch a lot it, about pitch feminine it, energy. And we talk about how the lover energy is really basically the embodiment of that kind of creative energy. So, it might be called. It's different things in different traditions. So they may call it tantric energy. It may be called kundalini. It may be called chi. It's all these different things. But I, I, eventually, ultimately, it's basically creative energy coming through your body and being sort of transformed into higher forms. And so when we experience this creative energy, and a lot of times we can do that by doing things that bring us pleasure or that allow us to create and, uh, and give us an, a means of self-expression. When we fill our lives with things like that, it actually makes us more relaxed, more content, more able to go with the flow, mm -hmm. and it helps us connect better. And that's the kind of, when we talk about the attracting, magnetizing force of feminine energy, that's it. But that once again, that comes from living your best life. Okay. That comes from, like, seeking out opportunities for pleasure beyond an orgasm like if you like art girl go paint if you like to dance i think i think everybody should dance yes we love like, to dance you know they I mean be out there like me i literally go out salsa dancing about three times a night three times a week wow aisha i just be out Living my best life, dancing with all these dudes. You calling me? Okay, I'm going on. Yes, Girl, we stand. Yes. Wow, that's living your best. So life they just call you up and you just grab your heels and go. Yes. Wow, Aisha. That's living. <laughs> we ain't sitting up living in the life. house. We're not sitting living up in life. house posting thirst traps on the gram, trying to, <laughs> trying to, you know, Finagle, get whatever nigga. we can get, get yes. the bottom of the barrel batch. Wow. Yeah, you know, go out and live your life and happy because people can that when you're confident and you're happy, that is so attractive. Mm. When you're authentically confident and you're and you're authentically happy, that's so attractive. When a man meets that, he's not going to be intimidated because he can't hang. <laughs> that's a great thing because then you will have missed an opportunity to be with a buster. So boom. <laughs> We're not, we're not, or, we're not going to, or cry. he's going to be like, Oh, she moves differently. I need to step to her differently. In my head, I'm saying, Where my girls at? From, From the, the front, front to the back. back. I'm, I'm just feeling You know, I want all my girls out there. Wow. Aisha, you're motivating us. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, she just told you guys how to connect into this feminine energy. Yeah. There's benefits here. We're living our best lives. We're confident. We're attracting the people that we need in our lives. We're negotiating when they come. We're negotiating. Yeah. We're, we're, we're doing all of this. Wow. <laughs> and I, 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 there's a course, the, the five laws of feminine power that Aisha yes. spoke on. That's a course that she offers. If you need some assistance on tapping into this, she has a course, womenlovepower.com, has all of the details. She's giving you some details here today. I mean, there's literally no excuse. There's if no you're, excuse. If you're miserable, it's because you want to be, honestly. And if you're not a bad bitch, it's because you want to be. <laughs> I mean, come on. Truth yeah. be told, honey, we're giving you details. We're giving you tools. Tap in. Put these in your box. Let's roll. So before yes. we get into some girlfriend gag, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to pick up your pin. We're, We're dropping, dropping a gem. gem. So our little gem this week is the Flesh. That's the brand. Flesh Eye and Cheek Gloss. 
So this is really cute. Like Aisha mentioned that she goes out salsa dancing. This is great because you can slap it on your eyelids. I'm really into a glossy lid. Uh -huh. You can slap it on your eyelids. It has peach and gold reflective colors. So it's great for our brown brown girls. And you can do a little monochromatic, uh, monochromatic look by putting it on your lips. Okay, like and even on the apples of your cheeks for a little gloss. You know, a we're nice. We're hitting all the high points. We're hitting all the high points. We're looking flushed. It's fragrance free. It's non-sticky. It's a jelly-like texture. But it's great because it's also formulated with out pair parabens so you can grab this at Alta it's about $20 okay. it's perfect for the minimal makeup mommy so that's where we are that's done we got to jump back into jump this back shit in. okay. because we're we're we're, we're we're gearing up to finish yeah. up with Aisha the, the oven's preheated it's preheated the, go ahead sweet potato pies inside of there okay, okay. So, <laughs> so our girlfriend gag um, is where you girls Send us your questions, your comments, your concerns, and we gag about it on the show. Now, when we have a guest beforehand, we put out the opportunity for you all. We give you all the opportunity to send us any questions you may have so that our guests can answer them. So, Aisha, if you don't mind, we have a uh -huh. few questions from our listeners that will like you to help us answer. Yes. Okay. Okay, so the first question, we kind of touched on this, but mm -hmm. she says, Is dating still a thing? All I see is foolishness. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of foolishness around Man. um dating i think is a thing if you want it to be okay. um there are some men who are in predator mode Ooh. so they're not there yet and there's some men that are there but they'll be but who are in predator mode but they will make themselves right for the woman that commands that certain amount of respect okay. Um, so there's a difference, but dating is basically what you make it. Like your life is what you make it. Like you set your intention and you know what you want and you don't settle for anything beyond what it is that you want. So if what you want is, you know, sex without strings, then that's there for you. Mm -hmm. Um, but if what you want is to, you know, meet people and, you know, meet different types of people and, you know, go out casually and experience different types of people and get to know different types of people until you really kind of establish a meaningful connection, then you can do that. It may take a little time. It may take a little patience, um, and some confidence, but that's certainly there. I think it's definitely what women um, naked and for the most part men rise to the occasion yeah oh yes to the yeah. rise of the occasion Love okay so yeah. um second question is there such thing as having sex too soon fresh out of a relationship i think it's a personal thing yeah i i remember having a really bad um ending and it just left me feeling so like i felt like i don't even know who this man is you mm -hmm. know like damn is that you like I, right <laughs> you know and afterwards I felt like so weird because I was just like I felt like I couldn't trust anybody mm -hmm. and so I abstained from sex for a very long time and even dating I just did me I was just like I'm just happy I'm just gonna go out live my best life and I have my friends but no date I'm just I'm good I'm just really happy right now by myself and and I did that until I realized I was like, okay, now I'm ready. Right. I think that's for some people, and you know yourself and what you need to heal. You know the time you need to heal. Um, I'm sure there are some people that could have sex right out of a relationship, but I think that 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 breed of person is probably very rare. And I think the person that thinks they can is probably maybe not being a hundred percent 
honest with themselves but it depends on the person and it also depends on the nature of the relationship i mean maybe, maybe right and it also it depends on big of a deal for you and it right. depends on the sensitivity of your vagina yeah. <laughs> i'm just I mean, gonna say another thing i do talk about is that you know sex is about an exchange of not just bodily fluids but also energy yeah yes. for sure so you have to be very mindful of not only what your energy is but the energy that you're receiving so if you're in this kind of hurt place or whatever and you're looking for you know some temporary pleasure consider that there are many forms of pleasure and that that orgasm can come with sort of invisible um, consequences, if you will, this because if time. the man that you invite into your life and into your body is kind of in predator mode, that's the energy he's bringing to you. Yeah, you're right about that. Pre- predator energy. Yeah. <laughs> Not the predator energy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Next question. Advice mm-hmm. for women stuck between I'm over men and I just want some D. D. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, 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 yeah, you, you got it. That's what's up. I mean, well, number one, there are vibrators, but number two, gonna say that. you know, I'm all about, like, you know, if you want sex and you're just at a place where I just want to have sex and there are women at that place, have it, but have it with somebody that you trust with your body and even with their emotions. Mm. So I'm just saying, what I'm saying is if you must, because I, th- I think there are phases of women's lives where they genuinely just want somebody to have sex with. Yeah. I think these are briefly uh, phases, but I think they, I think these phases occur. You, you still have to be critical in how you choose that person. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Bleeding, bleeding, bleeding emotions. So, yeah. Um, Next question. Why are women who choose not to have children considered selfish? Yeah, that's real jacked up. I think that <laughs> I actually think I talked about this on a, a radio show before, but you know, we, I said this a bit earlier, how we really encourage women to have these codependent identities. So yes. if you are not somebody's uh, daughter or lover or wife or mother, then who the hell are you? Mm. Sort of in the way that we almost overlook older women once they get older and if they become widows, they almost become invisible mm. because wow. they're not anybody's anything. Right. You know, we encourage women to basically form identities based on the act of service that you give to other people. Yes. And so that's why our society has a really hard time accepting women who um, choose to fulfill their potential in other ways than through motherhood because they really blast the definition that we impose upon women that their sole role here is to sort of be a haven of pleasure for men and a portal for new life. Man, wow! Because we have the baby showers, the bridal showers. Let's start showering our girls for just living. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? A lot of women actually go through like a low key depression into the marriage. Like either some some women have told me that like after they got married, they were a little bit low, or then after like they have the baby, mm-hmm. because once the excitement of oh my gosh, you're getting married, you're having a baby. Now, boom, here's real life. Right. Here's that marriage. And it's not a fairy tale. With you no support. The bulk of the emotional labor and the physical labor. And you may work too. Right. And here comes this child that has to be raised. And in many cases, you're going to be doing the bulk of the raising. 
Yeah. And now all the celebrations are over. Right. All the other celebrations will be for this baby. Man. You're it's, a, it's still a beautiful thing. I mean, if you really get the right husband, and you really can, it's be- I, 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 I totally think it's a beautiful thing. But we, we, we push women into, to you know, getting the husband and the baby because we tell them that's that's what it takes to have an identity. To the point where there are women that really do go through a low key depression because it's like, okay, I feel invisible now. They yeah, won't admit it. They literally disappear into your role of mother and wife. I see the miserableness peeking through a lot with a, with a lot of women because we they're not honest because you know why people are not honest or feel like it's okay to be honest is because what we paint the picture of you're living the fairy tale who are you to yes. be unhappy who are you to yes. say that you don't have it all why are you complaining what do you mean yep. no but, but deep reality down, hits reality hits and sometimes it's not all cut out to what we thought it should be especially like you said if you don't have a great husband so you found a man he wanted to marry you he got you pregnant now where the fuck are you because i need your support yes so yeah like you said we're making these decisions with we're going back to are you bringing the meat right exactly (laughs) are you bringing the meat during my season exactly and i just say to women like yeah if you want to have a baby you know I don't think you got, oh, my God, I'm 28 and not married. I don't think it's like that, you know. Yeah. You can have babies a little bit later than what we did in the past. But just choose well. Yes. We're picking our choice. You know, in our choice. Yes. There's beauty and volume. Choose well. He's not going to magically change after you get married. Unless you get married too young, in which case he will change and you will change and okay. you might end up divorced. Because I have so many friends who are in their early 30s and divorced. Yeah. Ooh, the young it's marriage. It's so crazy. The young marriage is a whole nother epi. Mm. Ooh, it's so crazy. Just make sure you're ready, you know? That's the team. Ooh, make sure crazy. you're ready. Make sure you're ready. Make sure he ready. Make sure Yeah. Everybody's ready. Everybody's ready and make sure Everybody this is the is right ready. person. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's so. basically the person you want to struggle with. <laughs> Dead. Dead at the struggle. <laughs> okay. Hey, We're struggling together. Get ready. No. Um, Aisha, you are so knowledgeable, so educated, so smart, so beautiful, such a, a gem to us and to the community. And we just thank you for chatting with us today. Yeah, I'm so oh, glad. I had this such an amazing time chatting Yay. with you. This was really great. And I hope your listeners, I hope they heard something, you know. So before we go, can you let our listeners know where they can find you? Absolutely. So my website is womenlovepower.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at Aisha K. Thanes. I guess if they, I can spell it out, but it's probably on the podcast. We'll put it there. We'll put everything down in the show notes. Yeah. And Instagram also at women underscore love underscore power. Beautiful. Thank You're a great girl, oh, and Aisha. YouTube at Women Love Power. Sorry, that's really big. My YouTube. YouTube is women, women Love, yeah. women love Power. You have some YouTube. good gems on the YouTube. Yeah, the grapevine. <laughs> She's on the grapevine. You guys get on that. Yeah. Oh, the grapevine. Yes, yes. That's We're coming back to the New York cast, um, I believe, this week. So, like, well, we're shooting this week. So, See? love you on that show. Soon. Yeah, just Our love. girls everywhere. You're amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, girls, you know what to do. Uh, tap in. Gather yourself. Well, you, you should have been gathered already, but whatever's left to be gathered, gather it. <laughs> and uh, we'll chat with you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Love you.
Ben Davis.